Good morning and welcome to the Business Leadership Live. It is Wednesday, the 18th of July, 2018. Happy, happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy hump day. The week is the week is halfway done, so I hope you're having a fantastic week. And thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Edwin Frondozo. The Business Leadership Live is a live radio call-in show where I speak to amazing business leaders, subject matter experts, and thought leaders to discuss the either the latest innovations, current events, or some best practice that will help you personally and professionally grow. Today's episode is powered by Slingshot VoIP, leaders in telecommunications helping you understand where your business calls are coming from. Today, super excited. My co-host is Carol Schulte, founder of Living Big. She is an amazing professional speaker, trainer, certified coach. She's been engaging and entertaining international audiences for almost almost a decade. Yeah, she's the creator of Women Living Big and Spark Your Genius. What's really amazing, she's lived and worked in 16 countries and bringing a global perspective to everything that she does. So, Carol, thank you for co-hosting and joining us today. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Edwin. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so super pumped. And um, just a quick shout out to my sister's birthday today, too. So, yay. Special. Happy birthday, sis. <laughs> On on that note, happy birthday to my sister-in-law. It's her birthday today, too. Oh, no way. So, so that, Wow, the worlds are coming together. So shout out to Barbara in Slovakia. I'm sure she's not listening to this right now, but uh, she's in, <laughs> probably enjoying dinner soon. And Fiona in Calgary. And the, she's probably already at work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So today, really excited because we're going to be discussing how to get out of your comfort zone and into your experience zone, uh, because this is a live show. If you're lit, joining in live and you like what we're hearing or you want to share your story, please join us. Please, please join Carol and I. We'd love to have you and discuss, share your story. Just press the button online, or you can even send us a quick message if you don't want to join us live, and we'll be sure to answer it as well. Um, so let's just get into it, Carol. What I guess for me when we talk about comfort zone and experience zone before we get into that what 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 do you see that successful people are doing differently i think one of the the biggest things is that they are willing to to try new things to take risks and to not feel like they have to have it figured out before they start I think, unfortunately, so many people are living in, in what Dr. Seuss calls the waiting place, you know, waiting to feel good enough, waiting to feel ready, waiting for all their ducks to be in the row. And um, I think women especially, we wait until we have everything figured out. We want it to all be perfect before we put anything out there. And I think, unfortunately, that often means that we don't put anything out there at all or or we don't, we're not willing to um, to try and fail and learn. And I think that's one of the biggest things that successful people do is that they, they try things and they know if it doesn't work, there's always going to be learning. They don't have to have figured it out all before they even start. So do you think, um, and I totally understand, I mean, I'm sort of the person who just sort of like, I like that idea and I'm just going to jump in with two feet and, and hopefully – Hopefully I sink or swim, right? And if I sink, then it's probably not the greatest idea. But with your experience and with the people you've worked with, Carol, do you find once they start letting go of perfection, did it? Did they get faster at it? I think it's a good question. I think, unfortunately, or fortunately, we have to continue 
each and every day putting this, you know, making this a practice and constantly mm-hmm. choosing to say, okay, I don't necessarily have it all figured out. Um, those gremlins, those inner voices, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. We are, mm-hmm. we're all humans. But I definitely think that once you start doing it, you it's a muscle, right? Confidence is a muscle and it's contagious. And once you do put yourself out there in a bigger way and you realize, you know, nothing crazy, then, um, then you're more likely to do it again. And you're going to be okay to see, wow, like nobody died. I'm, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and, and then you are willing to maybe continue to do it. And, yeah, it does get faster. Yeah, it gets faster and, and realizing, especially when you fail faster. I know within the startup community, it's all about saying fail fast. So you yeah. can – you could get to to that perfection and something like that. Um, in terms of uh, getting people to to making that decision, what have you found in terms of best practices, or, or really getting out of your own mind um, of of getting rid of that perfection? Like, is there is there some things that you like to share? A few things I like to share, and and one of the biggest things is is action. So a lot of people think that they can think their way into into confidence and think their way into whatever it is, but really it has to start physiologically. Like it has to start by doing something, because mm-hmm. you know we can drive ourselves crazy by just overanalyzing, overthinking, ruminating on everything, and I think that's the that's really what prevents people from taking action. So for me, it's just what's the next big, smallest step that you can take? <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people think their their big dreams can be so daunting. You know, I want to publish a book. Well, you can't put publish a book on your to-do list, but you could put reach out to somebody who's written a book and have a conversation with them. And I think by breaking it down and recognizing, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but what is one small step that scares you a little bit, but that you can actually action. I think that's the, that's a big thing is how can you break it down into something that you can do that takes five minutes or less that's slowly going to build that momentum. Right. I mean, I, you know what I was just thinking, Carol, um, I, I've, I've, I'm a runner and I've, I've finished three marathons and, and the biggest question I have, yeah, no, thank you. But the biggest question I have either, I mean, maybe two statements I get is, A, you're crazy, or, or B, someone's like, I, you know, you inspired me. I want to learn how to run. How do I run a marathon? And you know what I always, always say, and I'm sure any runners listening will always say, well, it's one step at a time. You can't think about 42 kilometers. You have to think about, and for me, it's like, when's the next water break like that's that's my small goal let me get to the next let me get to the next water break and i think to to your point it's really breaking down these big goals and 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 have fun with it and for me in running for specific it's like all right like my whole game is just with the water breaks that's all i do and it breaks up the race into like i think like depending on depending on the race to like 20 breaks right like oh okay there's 20 water stops that's awesome. I just have to count down 20 and, and, and it's getting to that mental challenge and having fun with things as well. It is. And I think you, you make a good point. So you and I should run our next marathon together. Cause I've done it. Oh, let's, and uh, yeah. Challenge. Any, anyone out there want to join us? You know, let's do this. We'll put it on our board. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Two things I want to talk about. So one, there was this amazing story of this woman who was over 55. She was a smoker all of her life. 
Um, and somebody challenged her to start running. She's like, are you crazy? I'm, I'm totally not going to do that. And then mm-hmm. her husband finally convinced her. He signed up for a race, and, and she, she was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And she literally started by running around her backyard and one lap, and then the next day it was two laps, and literally like, you know, a few-minute increase every day, and within, um, I think it was like two months or something, she signed up for a 5K, and anyway, a few years later is now a marathon runner, but it all starts from that decision and, and recognizing that, you know, once you commit and once, once it it's means something to you and you're doing it for a deeper reason, I think that's the other thing too. You have to be connected to the why, um, then, then you're willing to put in, put in the progress. And I also loved what you said, Edwin, about the fact that it's, you know, getting into the flow and enjoying it in the moment, because I think all of these big go-getters and achievers and business leaders are so focused on the end goal, which is important, absolutely, and yes, deserving of going after and celebrating, but if you're only doing it for the end goal, and maybe you experience this your first marathon or in another endeavor, once you achieve it, you're like, is that it? Is that it? If all you were doing was to be able to check it off. And I think what's so important is who you have to become in the process and the whole experience of it. I think that's what's more, even more powerful. No, for sure. And do you find after, you know, you have this big goal and you complete it. So I did the Chicago marathon last year. There's actually that, that depression that happens because it's like, you've had this, you have this, this goal that you've been working for for three, four months, or depending how, how how well of a runner you are, but then it's done. You know, you did the work, you put in the time that no one ever sees. No one sees me wake up at five thirty in the morning and go for a run, right? They only see the medal at the or the picture in Facebook that that I get to share after the with a beer in my hand because in Chicago in Chicago they give you a beer right at the finish line, which is amazing. No way. Yeah, it's 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 awesome there. But uh but no one ever sees all that as well in terms of uh the hard work that that gets into them. Um if you're just tuning in, we're discussing Carol and I are discussing how to get out of your comfort zone and into your experience zone. So, if you have any similar examples or stories that you'd love to share, we'd love to hear from you. Um but uh Carol, a little I just want a specific question in terms of you've lived around the world. So, I want to learn what you've what, what did you learn living in i guess in ashrams in india vans in new zealand and, and like other examples i heard about like shaving your head <laughs> well um <laughs> well it's a long story it it is but i will i will shorten it what i first of all what i learned is that for me personally i was trying to escape because i wasn't ready to get out of my comfort comfort zone in terms of going after what it was that I truly wanted. And I think all of us need cheerleaders in life. And I think we need mm-hmm. to learn to be our own best cheerleader. But my mom was my cheerleader. And when she passed away, I lost myself. And I had no idea what my purpose was, what I was meant to do. And so I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time sort of escaping. And, you know, my company is called Living Big. And a lot of people are like, wow, you've really lived big. You've done this and that. But ironically, for a long while there, I was escaping big because I wasn't brave enough to show up and face life exactly who I was without my cheerleader. And so, yeah, I did some crazy experiences, um, shaved my head, lived in ashrams, met a man, moved into his van, went apple picking for a year in New Zealand. I said yes to a dare to go bungee jumping naked in, in, in Greece. But what? Anyway, crazy. Uh, that's a whole other story. Um, Carol, I want to read your book when you write it now. I'm writing it right now, so I uh, <laughs> certainly, certainly share it with you. But I think one of the things that I learned is that 
life is full of experiences and you're not always going to have those epic experiences, but it is about doing things that scare you so that you are creating progress on a regular basis for yourself, challenging yourself, doing things you never thought possible. Um, but also too, that, that living big is not always about these big moments, but living mm-hmm. big in, in the moment and whether or not that's having an awesome conversation and connection with someone smiling in a stranger and just, you know, being in that moment, um, you know, those are the things that really make up life. And, and I think we constantly have to recognize that it's not just about checking things off a list. It really is about being, um, in each moment and, and experiencing life. No, exactly. I was, uh, I was in a conversation recently, Carol, and, when people travel, and obviously we live in this Instagram world and social media world, and, and everyone would love to share, whether whether they're uh, it, whether they're active on social media or not, the time most people share is when they're traveling, right? <laughs> and uh, one thing that I want to point out was living big or living in the moment is I like to tell people, you know what? I live in an amazing city. I live in Toronto, and I live I love discovering the city of Toronto. Why don't why don't why don't I live like I or why don't I live every day like I'm discovering Toronto, like I am in a different city, and and, and just feeling like oh, there's something I haven't learned because we get so stuck into stuck into this routine and not living big, or just like I'm just going through the motions so I can live big when I'm somewhere else. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's just a little, it's a small mind shift. Maybe it's a mind hack. I don't know. Maybe I'm just playing. Maybe I'm just playing with my own emotions. Who knows? <laughs> no, I think that's a great idea, and I I think it's it's a small mind hack. But I I say small actions are big actions, and that's actually one of the challenges that I have in my um my living big group. One of them was be a tourist in your own city, take oh. on that curious mindset. You know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you're right. We do fall into old habits, old patterns. You know, take a new way to work. Go explore like a new neighborhood or a new coffee shop. And have that that curiosity, and that that kind of is one of the elements too of the experience zone to keep things fresh and new and novel. Yeah. So, so if you are listening live and, and, and hearing what we're saying, we're discussing how to get out your comfort zone and into your experience zone. So with that, that's a great segue. What is the experience zone, Carol? Like, what what is your first tip, and how would you get people? How would you offer to get people into living that life? Great question, and I'm glad you asked. So there's <laughs> five elements of your experience zone because the whole idea is that the only way that we're going to feel fulfilled is not necessarily by having that next thing, you know, once I get married, once I have a house, once I make this amount of money, then I'll be happy when. Fulfillment only really comes through growth and progress, and if, if you're not growing, then then you die. But sometimes we're afraid to to grow and stretch ourselves because it's scary. It's the unknown, and and we're afraid to fail. So many people are stuck in this fear, right, of, of, afraid of failure. And so the experience zone is a way that there is no possibility of failure. There's no success or there's no failure because the goal is the experience itself. And so there isn't a right way or a wrong way to do things. And if you experience or look at everything in that way, then, then you're always winning. So the five elements, and, and they spell out learn. So there has to be an element of learning or insight, so again, it's not necessarily about whether or not you've achieved it or not. It's, you know, how are you learning? What insight are you gaining? There's an, uh, an element of emotion, an elevated emotion often. So whether or not that's courage or pride or, or even fear, but there's got to be an emotional connection. Action is the third, third thing. So you really do have to physically take some sort of action to be in that zone. 
The fourth is real time or present. Mm-hmm. You know, we can have some awesome experiences, but we may not actually be living them or be present to them because we're on our phones or we're in our head or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is. So it has to happen in real time. And then the fifth is novelty. So there's got to be some newness, something that you haven't tried before that, that brings you to this element of experience. So when you have those five things, learning or insight, emotion, action, real time, and novelty, then you are really experiencing something. And again, it's not about doing it right or wrong or succeeding or failing because the goal is the experience itself. Oh, that's amazing. Can you, can you list the five again? Sure. Learning or insight. Mm-hmm. Emotion. Yeah. Action real time and novelty novelty and it i mean that spells that's, out learn learn ah i should have i should have known that the acronym is learn no that and that's really important to to really think that and this is something that that you are constantly teaching and motivating people to do now right carol it is yes so what are what are some tips that you give people to to get into it their specific actions or or how, like I, I'm talking to you today and maybe I'm trying to get some insight on, on how you teach this, but like I learn about this. I just, I just, you know, I just want to learn how to get bigger. Like what if, if you had five minutes to tell someone, what, what would your tip be to them? Uh, well, one of them is I, I would, I challenge people and when I'm, when I'm speaking even to large audiences. So I was speaking to 2000 people two weeks ago and I had everybody get up in their seats and I, I, sort of role model the experience zone by doing a cheer in front of all these people that I'd never done before. One of my favorite, <laughs> favorite cheers. I used to be a camp counselor. Um, and it's called the banana cheer. And it, it's a way to, to easily get people into their experience zone. And they might feel like they're, you know, a bit crazy, but when everyone's doing it, then, then you're not that crazy. And I had hidden bananas under random chairs and encouraged people who were scared of public speaking, scared of being on stage to come up. And those who had bananas under those chairs a challenge by choice, but encourage them to come up too. And we basically did this massive cheer where everybody had to sing and make moves and like, you know, get into this. And there was emotion, there was action. They learned something. Everybody was there in the present moment in real time. And it was totally new. And they experienced this moment of elevation. And if they can go crazy at a conference singing a banana cheer, what else is possible? (laughs) life you know <laughs> that's great I'm, I'm i'm excited i i I feel like i wanted to be in that audience carol that's uh <laughs> that, 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 that's something awesome um i have to say i i just got back from attending tony robbins and i had never seen him i had never done one of his full-on programs and it was it was amazing and intense and you know emotional all the things but one of the biggest things that he talks about is getting people in state you know, like getting them physiologically in this in this state where they feel like, you know, they've got this. And even just a shift physically can make a profound difference in what you believe is possible. And, you know, one of the things I also teach is, is Amy Cuddy's power poses. So, you know, when you when you get yourself into a power position, if you put on a, a, one of your favorite songs and start dancing around, I'm now doing a dance break every morning before I start my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden you get into this positive place where you're like, okay, yes, I can do this. And and I think there are some small hacks that you can do to get yourself in this place of, okay, you know, what is one small thing that I can do? And, and you know, how can I cheer myself on in order to do that to make that happen? Because that's, that's where the experience happens. That's where the momentum builds. Uh, builds. So. No, that's amazing. And, and I couldn't, I can't, I can't even imagine because I've, I've never seen Tony Robbins live and, and really happy, excited. For, I'm sure you're still feeling the high from that. 
from that whole experience. But it seems to me that from the videos I've seen, he does a lot of those those experiences and those banana the banana cheers that you were just talking about at his events. <laughs> He, he does. He does. Because I think there's a way to connect it. Like, I do think that there's something powerful about the action and the experience itself. So, for instance, the first night we walked on fire. right? And, yeah. and for a lot of people, you know, what they felt in that moment, they can go back to. And because it was an, an actionable, physical thing, um, and there was definitely elevated emotion and, and action, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I walked on fire. So if you can do that again, what's what's possible, right? Well, that's amazing. Um, loving our conversation on on getting out of your comfort zone and the experience zone. I mean, we're we have a couple more minutes left, so if you do have any questions, please let us know. But Carol, I'd love to get any final tips you'd like to share to the listeners today in terms of getting out of your comfort zone or into the experience or, or anything else. So one of the one of the tips is what. This, this sounds morbid, it's not morbid, but, you know, one of my, one of my biggest fears, um, my, I mean, my biggest fear before I lost my mom was always, what would I ever do if I lost my mom? And the second biggest fear is, what would I do if I died with the potential still in me? And I think there's so many people who think that too. And I think, um, you know, we're afraid to, um, you know, to not leave a legacy that we're here to leave, but each and every day we're already leaving a legacy. So we have a choice, you know, what do we want to be remembered by and what are we going to regret not doing in our life? And, you know, what is that one thing that we can do today, whether or not it's a phone call, an email, a post or something that stretches us just a little bit that gets us that much closer to making one of our dreams a reality because it really comes down to a choice. And in a brief second, you can choose to register for a marathon and figure out how you're going to do it later or say yes to you know, appear on a podcast and, and you know, go with the flow. Um, and so it really is what, is what is one small step that you can take? Because as cheesy as it sounds, like tomorrow is not guaranteed. So don't put off till tomorrow what you're willing to die having left undone, you know? Uh-huh. I love I love that and and one practice that I've been doing recently, Carol. I just want to share to that to the to that point is when someone comes in my mind, it'd be like I don't know what it is or who it is or I haven't talked in years. I would text them. I'd say, Hey, how are you doing? Uh-huh. And and I just do that as soon as they come in mind and and not try to put it off because of course that that thought goes away and then you don't remember to text that person. So there's a reason why, okay, this is getting mystical, but there, there might be a reason why <laughs> there might be a reason why that person had brought up was brought up into my consciousness at that time and maybe it was just to say hello and and see how they're doing. So I've been trying to practice that in terms of who knows why or what the purpose is or maybe they just needed to hear from you or you needed to hear from them, right? So that's that's something I've been doing lately and and it's kind of it's kind of fun actually. I love that. What what a great practice. Um, I have a, I have a, like a daily acknowledgement practice. So I reach out to three people as, as similar to you, I guess, whether or not it's by text or a handwritten card. I love cards because at the end of the day, everybody wants to be acknowledged, seen and heard. And really what makes life rich is the people in our lives. And, you know, the biggest thing that I learned from, from all my, my travels was that people are people are people. Yes, we've been brought up in different countries, different backgrounds, but at the end of the day, like we just want to connect and belong and, you know, have people get us and, and want to listen to us. And, and I think, you know, reaching out like you do totally not only makes their day, but, but yours too. And I do think there's probably a reason why that person came into your head. 
and and I think it's so powerful to um, you know to let people let people know that we're thinking of them. And also an, another tip: sometimes when we're so stuck in fear, if we actually get over ourselves and make it about somebody else and reach out to someone else, that really helps too and puts things in pers- into perspective. Also, no, that's a great Kara. I'm really enjoying our conversation. Thank you for all the work you're doing and spreading and spread, getting people out of their comfort zone and experience them. So it, can you share where we could find more information about you or or what you're doing or anything else uh, that you'd love to, sh- love to send out today? For sure. So you can find me on my website, carolschulte.com. Um, and for all the ladies who are listening, we have a uh, Facebook group, Women Living Big, and that you can join. We would love to have you. There's also more information about that group, womenlivingbig.com. And we have an upcoming conference coming up in the fall, so stay tuned, where we do lots of fun things. Last conference, we did African dance and drum circle and learned juggling and sign language, um, massive cheerleaders. So it's all about taking these actions. So stay tuned, because we've got another exciting one coming up late fall. And um, yeah, that's that's about it. Well, thank you again for co-hosting today, Carol. It's been a pleasure. Definitely have to have you back on in the near future. Uh, I'd love to have you. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity, Edwin. I love your energy. I love what you're doing. And it's been a rich, rich conversation and would love to continue it at some point soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. So today's episode of the Business Leadership Live is powered by Slingshot Voice Leaders in Telecommunications helping you understand where your business calls are coming from. Be sure to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And also, if you haven't done so yet, please check out my podcast. It's called the Business Leadership Podcast, where I sit down with business leaders to discuss their personal journeys, their experiences, building businesses, what they've learned in business leadership. Uh, Every episode drops every Tuesday. This week, uh, yesterday, we dropped an episode with Hamza Khan, Managing Director of the Student Life Network. It was an amazing, amazing conversation. Had so much insight to share. Um, you could find find it on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, for more information about that podcast, live calls, everything is posted on my website at that, thebusinessleadership.com. But that's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for your time. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Have an amazing week. Edwin signing off.